What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little bastard, it's business. Dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James. I'm Chelsea, and we're engaged, and we like to get scared together. Oh, before we get started, I just want to let everyone know that the U2's figures of James <laughs> are on their way and being mailed to you if you ordered one. Uh, we just got ours. Yeah. We've been waiting for them, too, so we Big haven't been box. keeping them from you or anything. We had, That's because we had nothing to do with the distribution yeah, or production yeah. or manufacture of them. So they're, if you, coming. they're coming. All right. So this week, we're talking about Hunter Hunter, which is not an anime. I mean, it is an anime, but we're not talking about the anime. Hunter X Hunter? Yeah, but we're I think it's pronounced about- Hunter Hunter. <laughs> Oh, is it? I think so. We're also not talking about Hunter Hunter Biden. No, not Hunter Hunter Biden. <laughs> yeah, I tried to find gifts from this movie, and they're all Hunter Biden or the anime. So, what gifts are there of Hunter Biden? Um, I don't know him being cool. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so this is Hunter Hunter, which came out earlier this year and has no. Can't say that. We're in 2021, Oh, my God, baby. that's right. Hi, yeah. we're back. Yeah. It's 2021. What up? I forgot we took a whole ass break just now. It was great. It was amazing. Yeah, I'm actually feeling pretty recharged, so. Good, mm-hmm. good, good, good. Yeah, it came out 2020, and. Just a couple of weeks ago, it looks like. Yeah, it says uh, December 18th. Mm-hmm. Directed, written and directed, actually, by Sean Linden. Um... Yeah, this movie slaps. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. It has one of our favorites in it, Devin Sawa. Your boy, Devin Sawa. Who is now just a regular on the Dead Meat podcast. This is the third movie of his, I think we We did reviewed. Final Destination. We did The Fanatic. The Fanatic. And we did this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Idle Hands was on the Kill Count. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Devin has said he will be on the podcast he did say that on twitter yes he did and twitter is legally binding so it is it's yeah you yeah i don't make the rules mm-hmm. you make a promise on twitter that's forever yeah the whole internet saw the uh, twitter is a permanent record as bean dad <laughs> learned recently oh bean dad <laughs> let's just date this right now <laughs> yeah bean dad is the big news story good start to 2021 i think Great. If you don't know what Bean Dad is, I'm not explaining it. It's um, not important. It's not important at all. Yeah. I knew nothing about this except the fact that Devin was in it. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I wanted to see it, <laughs> especially since it seemed, at least like the mood of it I got from seeing just stills or bits from trailers that it was a pretty se- serious, not want to say serious horror movie, but the tone of it is is serious it it's serious and serious. grim as far as being a horror movie i feel like it's it's one of those that rides the line it, it does i mean by the end it's, it's like a okay horror, it's a horror i can movie, see yeah. what's going on here but it definitely feels almost like a revenant style uh survivalist yeah film the definite that's what that's my alternate the title definite, for this it's yes. the definite quick little spoiler free review i guess is this follows Devin and his wife and his, their daughter, and uh, they live out in the woods. 
and it seems like a pretty miserable it seems awful. existence, but it's one that they have chosen to live in this kind of survivalist off the grid type thing. And uh, Devin discovers that there's a wolf going around eating the animals in his traps, but then he discovers maybe there's something more than a wolf going around and he decides to take care of it himself. That's the movie. Uh, spoiler free review. So it slaps. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it, 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 it does a good job building dread. I felt uneasy a lot of the time. Same, yeah. The atmosphere of it is incredibly creepy. I find the woods creepy in general, so it used its setting to its advantage. It's beautifully shot. It is really beautiful, too. There there are so many great, pretty shots of nature and uh, tracking shots through the forest where I'm like, that probably took hours to set up to lay down a track Oh, in, man. The, in an actual forest and a long enough track to do these long side as someone's running through the trees and tracking them through it. Like if you're in an actual forest, you got branches and, and trees everywhere that you're going to have to like just steer clear of, yeah. which I found very impress- impressive. I shot a few things impressive. just in nature mm-hmm. and it always sucks because it there's just so much... Like, there's just so many variables. Yeah, like, okay, I want to do a dolly shot. I just want to have a a shot that goes from right to left on a dolly. If you're in a building, you can at least hope the floor is level. There's, like, more of a chance that the floor is going to be level, but in a forest, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a... Yeah, I didn't even think of that. God, this would have been... The lighting is great. A lot of natural lighting. A lot of uh, candlelit scenes since they... I don't think they have electricity. Uh, They might not. Yeah. They don't have running water. She has to go collect water with pails. Yeah, no, it sucks. uh, Their life, but it's it's one that they've definitely chosen as they uh, mentioned a few times. They are survivalists, isolationists almost. They're definitely living off the grid. And uh, yeah, it's a, kind of a slow burn because at one point we paused it to go, I don't know, run the bathroom or whatever. And it was 55 minutes in. And I was like, wow, th- it's only a 90 minute movie. I can't believe that we're this far in. And then the last half hour, just like really, it's it's a nice explosive uh, just finale of all this dread that's been building. Yeah. I guess should we end the spoiler End of the spoiler free okay. stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was thinking right I think right around that hour mark too that I noticed, okay, I'm getting kind of a powder keg sense here, which is one of my favorite things. Mm. If, if a movie does it well, a good powder keg, which is basically just Cohen Brothers. Cohen Brothers <laughs> Cohen Brothers are the masters of the the powder keg type setting where it's just you've got a bunch of different things going on at once, a bunch of characters running around, you know, they are all going to intersect, and when they do, it's going to be a shit show. Like you, you just get the sense that something is is going to happen. The first domino is going to get tipped over, and everything is going to go to shit. Mm-hmm. And um, this this movie doesn't very obviously set that up. It kind of hints that there's some weird. Um, it's not as obvious as like a oh no if one thing happens then I know all these other things are gonna happen like watching a train wreck in slow motion or something but this is just you get enough of a sense of what could possibly happen that you're just kind of waiting but not really knowing what exactly yeah because early on Devin uh, his character's Joe but I'm gonna call him Devin it's, yeah it's Devin. finds a group of dead bodies. Uh, like partially naked women. They might all be women, but they're just a group of murdered people. 
And that's when he realizes it's not just a wolf that's their problem, but he never tells his wife about it. And so the whole time you're like, well, what caused those bodies? And then by the time we meet that Lou guy, played by Nick Stahl, uh, we're like, it was probably that guy, huh? It was probably that guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, because the first, honestly, 45 minutes even is Devin realizing that there's – he. He realizes there's a, a wolf, like a big a big one, a scary one, um, somewhere around their property. And they realize that, oh, man, because we leave out all these traps with food for other animals, now this scary wolf realizes that we're a pretty good source of food, maybe realizes we're food. And so they spend, yeah, a good chunk of this movie just scared of this wolf. And then Devin – and this is what I thought was – kind of interesting and I pointed this out while we were watching it that this isn't set in this isn't the revenant it's not set in um whenever that I'm trying to think when that even was that would have been like early 1900s no I think or like earlier than late that 19, uh, oh late 19th century then maybe, maybe that might even be honestly I think Hugh Glass is pretty early um but it, I mean you know we we live in an in era this is present day for yeah. all intents and purposes this, is this movie we have electricity we have cars um, we have walkie-talkies and stuff. And I just thought this is the perfect instance of why wouldn't he just, you know, if they're, if it's that scary, just take your family and go somewhere for the night just or until you figure, you, like just something, if it's that big of a threat to your family. But, but then that's what not I, who he is. Exactly. That's what I, I think it's such an interesting thing to have this set in the present because you really that character has to make a choice to stay if you see that because we see I think maybe even purposely the mom driving a car and we see that they have a truck we see that they have all this stuff well she sees some other kids get on a bus to go to school yeah exactly there's there's so many outs here and I think it's it's kind of on purpose just to show that the type of guy and the, the type of husband and dad that Devin's character is is he is gonna protect his homestead and he has to do it himself yeah earlier on when he first tells his wife that about the wolf uh she suggests that maybe this time they you know go tell the authorities and have them come and take care of it and he says that he doesn't want them to come in with their problems and cause problems for them so he is obviously someone who's distrustful distrusting of authority and even though they live on federal land, it turns out, yeah, they are probably <laughs> illegally living on federal land since when she finally does go to the authorities, that's another little bump in that plan is that the municipal authorities can't do anything about it because it's federal land that they live on. Yeah. Yeah. They said that he's had it, the land. He, yeah. They said the land has been in his family for a few generations. That's that- what she said. But it, if that's the case, then maybe the it was land that the government then took either for eminent domain or for national um, park. National park, yeah. Which, something like it's that. It's not made up. I mean, it doesn't need to be made 100% clear. But No, but the uh, the woman at the police station, uh, what's her name? Lucy. Uh, Lucy. <laughs> she, she makes a, a quip about how the wolf probably has more of a right to be on that land than they do. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Can't, can't charge a wolf for being a wolf. But yeah, that makes it, that also, I think, kind of gives some insight into the type of character that Devin is and like how 
his family lives is the fact that they would just have no idea that they're living on federal land on accident. It, it really shows how little contact they have with people. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> well, I'm curious uh, as to when they chose to make the change to this lifestyle because it sounds like it wasn't an always thing. Yeah, I think she says something to the effect of, you know, you you chose this life. I chose this life because I chose you and you're worth living this life. So um, what were they doing beforehand? What was she doing beforehand where she thought, yep, this is worth it? I really like that conversation, too, because she talks about how their daughter, Renee, who is 12 years old, almost 13, did not have a choice over the matter. She did not choose this lifestyle. So shouldn't she be in a safer position and getting an education and whatnot. And uh, Devin just brings up how he didn't finish school. Uh, does that make him weak? I, I like that yeah. he chooses that. It doesn't. He doesn't say, does that make me dumb? He says, does that make me weak? So here's a guy who frames everything in terms of strength and weaknesses. Right. It's like this classic uh, paradigm of masculinity that some dudes just cling to where anything that's good is strong, anything that's bad is weak. Yeah, you kind of see that to his kind of like steadfast belief in that binary when he's talking to his daughter and she's begging him to let her go with him to track this wolf and let, you know, please let me help. I'm, I, you know, I study what you do every day. And he says something about how, when, you know, when he was younger, he was able to start doing this stuff because he's, you know, she's not mean like he That's he Yeah, he was. says he she's says not mean, mean enough. And, and she says, well, I don't have to be mean because I'm smart. And it's just, I think that option of not just, you know, I, I read mean as just kind of like brute strength yeah. force, like um, very primal, but just the fact that that wouldn't even occur to him as a strength or a possible way to uh, keep yourself safe. Mm -hmm. A substitution for physical strength. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love that, those kind of themes that are just, you know, just under the surface there. And I do find it interesting that his whole idea is I'm going to protect my family myself. I'm not going to bring in outside authorities to do it. And I mean, we're in the spoiler section. He fails to, mm -hmm. and uh, his daughter presumably uh, gets killed. I, yeah, she does. Yeah, she yeah. definitely gets killed. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's weird how I, I'm realizing that the the daughter in this, who interestingly a few characters mistake for being a boy. I um, did. Yeah, you thought she was a boy at when, first. Because in the first scene, she has her the hat on and like, her hair's not there. I yeah. almost wonder if that's kind of on purpose. But I think I think that character has to be a, a daughter specifically so that Devin, like, and, and now that I'm, I'm kind of thinking back through this movie, Devin's character has to die. Because I think that's the whole point is he is just so wrapped up in this idea of I'm the dad, I'm the head of the family, I protect the homestead. Um, I'm strong. My, you know, my wife and daughter are just because they are not as physically strong as me. They, I have to protect them and therefore I cannot let them in on what is going on. Mm -hmm. And he, so there he fails because he takes it all on himself and just assumes that his wife and daughter are not going to be able to pull the same weight 
that he can. Um, I don't think maybe he's thinking it that, you know, explicitly, but I think just subconsciously, you know, the fact that his child is a daughter, I think he just projects some stuff onto her, which is why, again, he's not letting her come with him to do stuff that he was doing at her age. Yeah, and even earlier. And I think that uh, along with that, he thinks that he's protecting them by not saying that he found those dead bodies. He keeps telling them, oh, it's a wolf, it's a wolf, even though he knows that it's a man who's out there doing this stuff. And by not including them in on that information, he dooms them because Mm -hmm. had he been more forthright with them and told them all the information that he had, they may have been more cautious when it came to helping out this Lou dude who they they find injured. Yeah. And I, I, I don't like my interpretation of him. I, I don't mean at all that I think he is a stupid character or a selfish character or has any kind of weird ill intent or just or thinks his family is stupid or incapable I just think that he his idea of being a good father and a good husband and a good um you know provider yeah entails doing all of that himself to Mm -hmm. spare his family the work of having to do that especially because he has a wife and daughter like I think he just has a very traditional sense of I do all of the the labor and I put myself out there to protect them. And I I think maybe the fact that he lives so traditionally, he, he doesn't even fucking have electricity, which to me almost seems like a choice. It, 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 they just feel so off the grid. Um, They're literally trading pelts. Yes, they're fur they're fur traders. Like it is like the, re- goes- the revenant. It's the revenant, <laughs> but it's it's just now they just never stopped being the revenant. Um, but I think that just seeing the, like him living so traditionally and so old, like he's living like a Red Dead Redemption, but not like a main character you play as, like he's just like an NPC and it just is miserable that you like find in a cabin somewhere. But I think that just those visual cues kind of let you in to his brain a little bit. Just he is like very, you know, the roles are very old school. Yeah. And I think the film, you know, is a at least a soft indictment of that uh, that perspective seeing as he dies and fails to protect his family. And actually, I was not expecting Devin Sawa to be in so little of this movie. Me either. It's bullshit. He heads off to hunt for that wolf uh man probably 30 35 really minutes early. in. I have some problems with this script, and we do Sean not <laughs> Sean Linden why did you kill Devin Sawoff so early he heads out 30 or 35 minutes in and we never see him again until his wife finds him dead oh my like, god like when he went off I expected to check in with him check in with them go back and forth but no it yeah, sticks at he's home out of there he's gone it's like <laughs> I it's I I was laughing because it felt to me like we were on the podcast reviewing these Devin Sawa movies in order of just like him getting hotter. Like I think he's just aging like a fine wine. And I know you agree. We're such like weirdos for Devin Sawa. And if if he's listening to this episode, I'm so sorry. We're, Total weirdo. I told him in person that he was looking <laughs> Sure, great. you did. You were like, you look really good, man. <laughs> you, you seem to appreciate He's it. He's a very nice guy. Um, <laughs> I'm like, cool. Oh, man, we're getting a movie where he's this, like, woodsy dad, and he's smoking cigarettes. He's smoking cigarettes in 
every and minute he's of like time. providing for his wife and child and i'm like fuck this is this is the best and then he kills him off so early <laughs> I do. I kind of appreciated seeing a character smoke so much. You never see that. You don't anymore. see that, but I guess that you know would go along with his traditional yeah, throwback, for sure. old fashioned lifestyle. He's such lifestyle. a different type of guy. He's such a like <laughs> a guy of another time. Yeah, I do like how uh, at least in the end credits, his wife's actor Camille Sullivan. She had first billing. I know that. Yeah. And a lot of the promotional material it says starring Devin Sawa, and then her name. And, yeah, uh, she was great in this. She, yeah, she has to carry the movie after he leaves. Also, the daughter is played by Summer H. Howell, who uh, fans of the channel or of the Chucky series may know as, uh, I think her name was Alice, but she's in Curse and Cult of Chucky. She's the little girl who finds Chucky in Curse of Chucky and takes him to her grandma at the very end of that movie. And then she appears in Cult of Chucky as like a, an image that Nika sees, because I think she is Nika's niece. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. She's a very little girl in Curse of Chucky, because what was that, 2013? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, she would be a little kid in that. Yeah, she was a very little kid, and it's great to see her uh, just chug- chugging along in the horror genre. That's yeah. really cool. I know. It's kind of fun when you realize, like, oh, cool, we get to keep this really talented kid actor around in some horror movies for a while and watch their their career, and that's that's a lot of fun. She's very good. She She's one of those kid actors where I'm like, oh, adult in a kid body. It's mm. weird. Which is always weird watching a, a child actor who has that kind of gravitas on screen like mike flanagan's very good at finding those kid actors i don't know how he he just has such an innate like uncanny ability to cast kids who are just they feel so wise beyond their years but then and like we've met a few of these kid actors um one of the little girls from hill house actually Mm -hmm. and you meet them in person and you're just like yeah you're a child like it's it is so weird they're just that good at playing pretend it is like absolutely wild like the kid in the uh i always forget it's the prodigy right and he was also yes he was georgie yeah like he in that movie especially he has to like play much older than he is and he does it so well it's so good (laughs) yeah yeah, Good. kid actors are great when they're great. I know, yeah. Uh, Nick Stahl, who I mentioned, plays Lou. and he's... I was looking at his Wikipedia. He was the yellow guy in Sin City. That's who he was Holy in Sin fuck. City? Oh, Ew. shit. I, I haven't seen Sin City since it came out, but yeah. I, that yellow guy, I just... That yellow bastard, isn't that his name? The yellow bastard, yeah. I think so. And then Ooh. he was John Connor in T3, which we yes. tend not to talk about. Uh, and was also in the show Carnival, which I watched for some reason. Uh, oh, who did Carnival? I don't know. It was an HBO show. Uh, Cl- Clancy Brown is in it, I think. That's, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I remember really liking it, but it's one of those shows that got canceled before it was able to resolve itself. So. I mixed that up with Trem or Treme. Oh, which was. That's the David Simon yes. one. I would I feel also like those were out around the same time. Anyway. No, Carnival was way earlier. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love the cast in this. Everyone's like good. Oh yeah, we have two two cops. Yeah, there's like Randy, I think his name is, and Lucy. Lucy, who we have to say that way since she's. Uh, I looked works- her up, and she's primarily a writer, which I thought was interesting. You know what? I believe that because some of her lines felt like someone acting, but 
I think she did a great job as just like this. It was it was this weird case of I was like, oh, you I can tell that you're acting, but you're very likable, and other lines that you're saying are coming off flawlessly. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm not surprised to hear that she is maybe perhaps not primarily an actor or an unpolished actor, uh, but she has a lot of, I think, raw talent. I really enjoyed yeah. watching her. I always like watching um, like cops on screen and actors playing cops on screen who are able to really pull off the like cop as office worker yes. type role because I think often if you get cast as a cop in something... I think I don't know. Maybe instinctually, you just want to play like cool cop, like, like badass, oh, cool, yeah. bad, yeah. And who's like I, out there fighting crime? But I feel like most. I mean, maybe I'm wrong here. I think most of the time are cops in the office. Like they're kind of just office workers, right? I think in so, a, especially in, in a certain sense. In a small town, yes, like especially this. in a little town. Twin, I mean, Twin Peaks is another show that does this. You know that they're such Lucy. office cops, right? But. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, these actors, I I totally believe that most of the time they're just fucking around in that office. And I will say, let me say now that the Amazon plot summary when you go to rent this movie mentions an aging police officer teams up with a woodsman I to take yeah. on an unusual predator in the woods. And I was like, well, one, they don't team up at all. No, they don't. Two, <laughs> this officer is probably like 40, maybe <laughs> yeah. 45. That's not aging cop to me. I hear aging cop. I hear like 60-year-old I think of Robert Forster in uh, uh, Wolf of Snow, Snow, Snow Hollow. Hollow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I think. A guy who's ready to retire, but he's got one more thing. Not 45-year-old <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, like, I guess technically aging, because we're all technically aging. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. Mm, <laughs> thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah. I do, I guess before I forget, I... This would be kind of a fun little double feature with Wolf of Snow Hollow. I, because these are like. They both have wolves. Yeah. And like, like, I mean, Wolf of Snow Hollow is a werewolf movie, but not quite. (laughs) Yeah. And this is like even further in the not quite category. But you could make an argument that this is like thematically if it plays a little bit like a werewolf movie hmm. right i had that thought anyway at the I end did not i was have like this is thought, kind of I... a werewolf vibe and it almost feels like more even like a like a traditional werewolf like just werewolf that when i think of old school mythology of werewolves it's Almost, and I could be wrong here. I'm not an expert on this area of mythology at all because this is like old European mythology. I would love to do episodes about this, but I just, it's like an ex- like a werewolf as an explanation of a murder or um, like someone going missing, partic- I think maybe often young women. And I think this and, and Snow Hollow is like these wolves that are, actually like very specifically these really creepy male predators there's nothing sexy about them Mm -hmm. or these movies it's like the opposite of kind of like a sexy wolf man (laughs) these is this is like a pure like genuine predator in the sense of a guy who is a predator preying on women um although i think i can't remember if in wolf hollow i think he just kills whoever but no i I feel like it was a lot i can't remember if there was like a one way or the other if it was more men or women in that but but this is like yeah like 
a predator in the woods preying on women. Yeah, because they are. You think it's a wolf, but it's actually just a guy. That to me just is a werewolf movie almost. Yeah, because yeah, in this one, the the victims that uh, Devin finds are women who some of them are naked. And then later when we, when it's outed that Lou is, is the murderer, he does like rip at, um, uh, what's her name? Anne is the wife character. He rips at her clothes. Yeah. So you see, it's like, oh, that's his MO. Yeah. And in kind of this, like they find him outside and they, they drag him inside and his leg is all hurt. And yeah. What happened to him? Did I'm guessing Devin, Devin fucked him up. So there was a confrontation because when she finds Devin's body, he has like a wound out the back of his head, right? Uh, so I'm not sure if he was shot through. It, it's kind of, and she has like a, a flash of realization that this was done to him by another man and realizes that Lou, who at this point is back in their cabin, would have been responsible. Uh, so yeah, I assume that Devin found him. There was a confrontation. Uh, Devin injured him, but he killed Devin and then tried to get away. Yeah. And that's when they find him howling uh, out there being hurt. In fact, um, I'm wondering if his leg it was fucked up from uh, one of the bear traps. Could have been a trap. Those are all over. They get the cop. I don't even know if the cop survives. I don't, I don't know either. Because uh, Lucy brings in other cops at the very end. Because uh, because the one guy, Randy, the cop who we're following, ends up stepping in a trap and then putting his hand in another trap. Oh, man. It's, it's like rough. he just sideshow bobs it right <laughs> yeah. into that other bear trap. Hey, want to talk to you about our sponsor this week, HelloFresh. So, you know, if you're living in a cabin in the middle of the woods and food is hard to come by, especially because it's winter out, maybe you just want to, you know, give HelloFresh a try. Get some food delivered right to you. It's a meal kit delivery service. James and I love HelloFresh. It's such a quick, easy way to get in all of our, our veggies for the day, which can be difficult. I hate grocery shopping for vegetables because I always let them go bad on accident. But with HelloFresh, you don't have to worry about food waste. It's actually the first carbon neutral meal kit and it helps you reduce your food waste by at least 25% because all of their ingredients are pre-proportioned. They also have a new feature called Easy Eats, which so typically a HelloFresh meal will take you like 30 minutes-ish to make. Uh, but now with these Easy Eats, they have stuff that's oven ready uh, or 10 to 20 minute meals. So really quick and easy meal solutions if you are particularly busy. Oh, and there's different meals each week. So you never get bored. You're not gonna get the same thing every week. There's a very large variety, including some veggie only options, which is what we do and they are delicious and extremely diverse, which is great. So if you want to try out HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com slash 10DeadMeat and use code 10DeadMeat for 10 free meals, including free shipping. And one more time, that is HelloFresh.com slash 10DeadMeat and use code 10DeadMeat for 10 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh. Yeah, when Anne and Renee hear Lou outside howling, Renee thinks it's their dog, Tova, who's mm -hmm. a very good dog. 
Uh, but we saw earlier that Tova was was killed. Yeah, there's a real cute dog in this, and mm. the dog doesn't make it. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> That's another, I think, maybe lends some uh, evidence to my theory that this is a low-key werewolf movie. Not, I don't think the, the character himself yeah. is a werewolf, Just but I think it is like in the style of a werewolf. It's like thematically kind of a werewolf movie. They, can, they hear moaning and they, they think, think it's, it's a, dog, a dog but then the sound kind of slowly changes into oh it's clear it's a guy who mm-hmm. is in pain howling in pain yeah, yeah exactly oh i know what i wanted i know what i wanted to say i told i lost my train of thought earlier and we- <laughs> i had to cut out some footage of us just sitting here quietly <laughs> um i i love that because we we mentioned that you know we're both very sad that there's not a ton of Devin in this, and I'm still really sad about that. But I do like that this is a kind of stealth, like, female-led movie. I had no idea. You thought the wife was going to die right Me, away. Yes, the whole time. I'm sitting there taking notes, and I'm like, oh, honey, you're so dead. You're so dead, lady. I'm so sorry. You're going to die. And no, she's the one who lives at the end. And But I, I like that... Um, yeah, what what got me into wanting to see the movie is the fact that because I follow Devin on Twitter and he was tweeting about it, I was I was gonna watch it anyway, and then a bunch of critics I really like also and whose opinions I respect were tweeting about this, saying that it's like buck wild and you should check it out. So I was like, okay, we're definitely gonna watch this for the podcast then. And I don't know, just thinking about how it, it's cool that I I think. This was a movie where Devin is kind of the big name in it. Because I think mm-hmm. when you Google it, he's the first person yeah, you see. For sure. And I I do kind of like that he was promoting this so hard mm-hmm. when he really isn't the main character. And no. in fact, is off to like kind of early on. Like we just don't see him. And I don't know. I, I, I always kind of like when an actor yeah, does that. Yeah. The actress playing his wife, Camille Sullivan, uh, I mean, she's been in some stuff, but yeah. nothing that's, like, huge, or at least nothing that I recognize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's cool that she, yeah, was given the larger role, and like I said, was top billed in the credits mm-hmm. uh, appropriately. Because mm-hmm. uh, even Nick Stahl, like we said, has some some big credits to his name, mm-hmm. uh, but it's really her movie in the end. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a movie in the end about a mom and a daughter. It's almost a, like a quiet place to a similar thing. We've yeah. got the mom and the daughter. Is the kid, the, both the kids live, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it felt a little bit similar to me. I actually, when I saw uh, uh, Renee in the beginning in that scene where I thought she was a boy, I was like, oh, that boy looks like the Quiet Place boy a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) there were definitely some Quiet Place vibes to this. I think I just like a good survival movie too. Yeah, I'm into into survival movies. Yeah, I was reminded of A Quiet Place a few times. Just survivalist, a family fending for themselves out in nature. There are a lot of quiet moments in Hunter x Hunter. And we were also reminded of The Witch, which Mm -hmm. um, based on they're out there fending for themselves, trying to grow and trap their own food, uh, not having a great time with it. And I think the lighting also reminded me. The lighting, and I think the thing that, that made me... Out loud, say, "Oh my god, this is just like the witches." When the parents are clearly about to have an argument, and they're like, "Honey, can you take your food into your bedroom? We need to fight a little bit." <laughs> there's just nowhere. You, there's no privacy in this cabin, and mm-hmm. nowhere to have a, 
a good argument with your spouse. <laughs> it's, it's just such a bummer. Oh, I felt cold this whole movie. It's a cold movie because you know that cabin doesn't have you know heat. No, fire. This is my. This is such a nightmare life for me. <laughs> no way. I was even thinking, God, they can't even take a warm bath. Oh yeah. They do mention that they don't live there in the winter, that they have a separate winter cabin that they go to. I was curious I about thought that. I, I was wondering if I misheard or not. I thought she said we have a separate winter cabin farther north. Like she said, like she up said north. And I was like, why are you going farther <laughs> north? For, I don't know if I misheard it or what. No, that's, yeah, that's what she said. I don't know. Yeah, but she, I mean, she, she does want to move and get out of there. She so wants that to the get out of there. Can go to school. Yep, and she even takes, that's their argument is when she grabs a uh, a brochure for a house for sale. And it's so funny to me that Devin is talking about how he doesn't want to live in the city. And she's like, it's not even a town. Yeah, Like, it's right. probably a very small place it's just a place that happens to have other people and he thinks that's a city to him the city's the town in tremors yeah oh that's the big city yeah <laughs> <laughs> um oh god the the scene with where devin finds the bodies is extremely creepy and i love it Very it's like i think that was when i was like okay we're in a horror movie like yeah. we're doing a horror movie it's yeah i it reminded me of true detective season one King, it yeah. felt like such yeah carcosa shit mm -hmm. really creepy just the way that they're all arranged and the, yeah ugh. and there's a lawn chair in the middle <laughs> of them all which for some reason is especially creepy <laughs> just this casual like what that guy's just sitting there with a beer just admiring his work it's upsetting yeah <laughs> there are a few scenes that we have with the cops by themselves and they are called to uh take care of a bear problem and i found these scenes interesting because they don't really have anything to do with the main story of this movie, which is, you know, the the wolf and the guy who kills the these women in the woods. Uh, what do you think about those? Because it's... Yeah, like, why are those there? Because, yeah. yeah, it's these, these couple scenes where these cops get called by the same couple twice. And because... the couple looks very um, this is their touristy. winter vacation. Or yeah. This is their, like, you know, I mean, we're from Michigan. We say you, you go up north. And you have like a cabin and up yeah, north. these are some trolls. Up north is anywhere past like Flint, Saginaw. Lansing, yeah. Ish, yeah. yeah. So um, that's what, the, yeah, this is the vibe I, I get. And they're in a very nice kind of vacation looking cabin. But there's yeah. a bear that is rummaging through their trash. And the, the guy shoots and kills it. Yeah. And it turns out to be a, a smaller bear. He says like, oh, I thought it was a lot bigger before I shot it. And so, yeah, I guess it's just with the theme of uh, people disrupting nature, which is kind of like what even though uh, Devin and his family are trying to live as naturally as possible, they are still running afoul of the, this wolf and disrupting that whole process and end up dying uh, in part due to that. Yeah, I there's something to the idea that like, this movie features a lot of scenes of the deaths involved, specifically the death of, of animals and wildlife involved, where you have people, even if it's people trying to live with nature off the grid, um, whether it's 
you're a kind of you know suburban family who they're you're gonna you know you're nate you're outdoorsy and you're gonna go to your cabin for the weekend or whatever the fuck or you are genuinely like not like nature people where you're gonna live in a cabin with no electricity either way you're being disruptive to the nature around you in some way uh we even see there's like a very long shot of some roadkill um you know if, if you are gonna have people or like a resort town that's in nature as much as you want to think you're you're being respectful of that nature and it's all very pristine and beautiful the, the fact that there's humans there you're gonna have some you know you, you can you know pave a road there there's gonna be roadkill you have to shovel it off the road we get a nice shot of the <laughs> nasty ass roadkill you're gonna have people accidentally shooting a bear when it goes through their trash and he even says if if this bear had access to your trash other bears are now gonna know that you're an easy you like there's food to find here it's dangerous for everyone it's dangerous for the bears more bears again like it's just i i think Another kind of, yeah, running theme in this is just the effect of, yeah, like humans on nature, specifically humans who are maybe don't have any ill intent and are just trying to enjoy nature, but it's you're affecting it just by being there. Yeah, after Devin's gone, Anne, who is an inexperienced hunter, she doesn't do that part of the lifestyle here. Uh, she ends up shooting and killing a baby deer. Yeah. Who her daughter Renee points out. Uh, you're not supposed to. You're not kill supposed the to do babies, that. You're not supposed yeah. to shoot the baby animals. But since they're so low on food, uh, Renee teaches her how to dress and you know skin the animal, and they they eat it anyway. There's another scene with Anne finding a adorable rabbit Aww, caught in a trap, and man. she again uh, reluctantly kills it. She's like crying. She's crying. She I mean, I would cry neck. too. Yeah, she's crying. She cries and snaps its neck. I'm like, yeah, I feel that. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, and like that's another side effect of just of of Devin, like not you know um. Um, withholding information yeah trying yeah to... just like inadvertently leaving his family unprepared and and because of that his family is now having an adverse effect on the nature around them i think them shooting the baby deer and having to eat it for dinner is a very purposeful scene to show like this is yeah like leaving this unprepared family behind they are going to start messing with the nature around them because they don't know better they're trying to survive but it's like even if yeah your intent is to live with nature off the grid you never know what could happen and so i think that's a yeah very intentional scene yeah uh we should talk about the ending yeah so please okay so i guess the 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 beginning of the end is when they find lou like we said yes they wake up in the night because renee hears uh howling she thinks it's their missing dog turns out to be an injured man with a messed up leg who they drag into the cabin on a sled and they try to take care of a little bit you know Anne is a little distrustful but wants to help him and she even tells renee who says, dad says not to trust other people, and says, well, dad's not here, and this is what people do. They help each other. Yeah. So, which, which I agree with. I agree with. I would get murdered in this movie <laughs> if, I, if I heard that guy. And yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and he, when he finally comes to the next day, 
he says that he's a photographer who got lost taking pictures there. But when they try to sled him towards the road to get help, he he starts screaming up a storm like, oh, and says, it hurts. it hurts too I bad. I can't be on the sled. It's humiliating. He does he not want to go sledding. It's a very yeah. tiny sled. <laughs> it is, yeah. And he's just sitting on it with these. I think maybe there's some um, implied kind of salt in the wound of like, oh, I have to have these uh, a woman and a little girl push me back to my car because I'm hurt. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Especially knowing who he ends up being. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can say he has some issues with women, probably. Um, yeah, so they're they're like, all right, fine. This guy's fucking screaming. He's gonna attract the wolf. Fine. And again, if Devin had told them it's not a wolf, it's a guy, they wouldn't have to worry about making noise and stuff. They wouldn't. Well, have there is to... a wolf. Yeah, but they, it's... they do see the wolf by the. That's true. The there, river. Is, there is actually a wolf around, and it's big and scary. But also, and CG. <laughs> how yeah, how big of a problem was the wolf mm-hmm. in the first place? Really, I suspect not that much of a problem. Yeah, he was eating their food, but still not yeah. as big of a problem as Lou here. Yeah, <laughs> who they take back to the cabin and continue to uh tend to but mm-hmm. when Anne goes out and looks for food and finds that rabbit which we mentioned she oh, she start that she cries because she has to kill the rabbit she kind of breaks down she tries uh talking through the walkie-talkie one more time to Devin and saying that she can't do it by herself which she shortly proves wrong mm-hmm. she is able to do it by herself but yeah when she tries to radio to Devin and then hears his like receiving signal Ooh, that's so good it's like, Ooh, it's oh, so no. good it's one of those those moments where it's such a simple moment that makes you it just like makes your spine turn to glass where you realize oh god that walkie is over there and something's fucked up because he's not answering but it's there it's just such a simple moment and i'm always so jealous of writers who can come up with that because it just seems like why would i never think of that that's such a, a good simple creepy thing i i liked it yeah and so yeah. she follows that that blooping noise and finds him dead yeah confirming our our biggest fear yeah that devin was dead that we Haven't weren't gonna seen get him to in see 40 him. minutes yeah yeah <laughs> we can bring him back in the next one with the wishing stone or whatever the fuck that wonder woman movie's about <laughs> we, i haven't watched we have it not watched that <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, uh, we can have Lou, Lou back and he's a wolf person like Kristen Wiig is a cat or something. What? I <laughs> dude, I, dude right. I don't even... Okay. We should probably... We should just watch it. Prop, eh, it's two and a half hours. <laughs> I know, it's too long. That's the thing. Um, anyway, that's what I apparently... <laughs> that's what I think apparently happens in that. So, yeah. So that's when she, she runs... She goes back. Um, I don't think she ever tells the daughter that, that, that Devin is dead. No. No, there's no time because she gets back to the cabin and she tries to wake up Renee through the the window. doesn't work, so she's like slinking around the cabin and it's a great moment when she peeks in through the window at where Lou is sleeping on, on her bed and she sees him lying there still and so she continues to, to come around to the front, but we see inside that he's laying there awake yeah. just being still it's like it's oh, a trap no. it's a trap there's so many traps in this movie yeah. <laughs> i do like too how many like there's didn't you call Devin a trap daddy i say he was a trap king trap king because he's putting he's the king of the traps yeah it was a bad joke <laughs> <laughs> he is a trap king in this movie literally because he sets up so many traps yep 
But no, I love how many things in this movie, because you have the obvious, like, hunt, you know, hunter trap. Like, you have the bear traps, and you have the little rabbit traps, and, like, you know, meat on strings or whatever. But then there's also the trap of uh, Lou wailing and making noise, and you you almost get the idea that he knows someone must be around here to come, you know, get him and bring them into mm-hmm. their cabin, um, him laying there pretending to sleep so that she'll come in and try and get her daughter. Like, there's just so many. I just love, like, and again, I think it's called Hunter, Hunter because it's like hunters hunting hunters and there's many ways you can interpret that also you can it's like devon hunting a wolf devon hunting the guy the guy hunting devon the guy hunting the family um the cops hunting the cop yeah it's cool there's just there's a lot of there's so many layers so yeah she she goes in and tries to get her uh, daughter, but that guy, what he has, he like knocks her out, right? He attacks her and I think chokes her out. And she, she passes we, out. We get the fading white image of her daughter standing there screaming for him to stop. And that's the last time we see <sighs> Renee. Man. Yeah, because she comes too and he's asking for her car keys. And yeah, he's and like, he's don't in, worry about your daughter. He's shooting up something. He's what? He's, she shoots up something. Well, it's the pain medication that she gave him because she mentioned... Uh, You're right, okay. I injected you with something that... When when what I injected you with wears off, it's going to hurt a lot more. Mm. And so he injects himself and he's like, yeah, that's the stuff. Okay. I think he literally says that. I was wondering what the fuck that was. Yeah, it's some kind of uh, analgesic. And sure, yeah. Uh, he's looking for her car keys and tells her not to worry about her daughter. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tells him where the keys are and then he goes to kill her. Uh, I believe he starts burning shit. He, yeah, he burns the. Um, I think he burns the bedding that he was sleeping on because his blood would be all over mm-hmm. it because of his leg and stuff. I think he's burning maybe bedding and whatever from. Ren- I can't tell like all the stuff he get, but it's definitely the stuff he was laying on that was used to kind of like tend his wounds because that's DNA. Yeah, and he says at this point, if it were up to me, our paths never would have crossed. But uh, they did, and it's basically implying, so I have to kill you. Uh, he also yeah. says at one point, oh, your your husband told you he was out hunting for a wolf? Is yeah, that Yeah, your what husband he told decided you? he needed to hunt a wolf or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, so he's putting the blame uh, not on himself for his actions, right. on, on fate and on Devin Sawa for, for going after him. Right. Uh, it's just that type of guy who's not going to take responsibility for being a murderer. Yeah, and also I think he assumes that they've figured out he murdered her husband. Or he murdered her husband. Yeah. Can't yeah. leave those uh, witnesses around. So, yeah, he's a burning. He has like a Walkman, too. He has like a Star-Lord. Oh, that's right. Walkman. Yeah, he does have the, the um, headphones. <laughs> And so he's he's burning stuff, and actually, that's like him setting that fire is what lets the cops later pretty easily find where this cabin is. But then he goes back in, and he basically, I mean, he goes to rape her. He goes to rape. He does, yeah. He's like, like you say, he's like clawing off her Mm -hmm. her clothes. Her outfit also, I. Don't know if it's on purpose, but it reminded me of Shelley Duvall in The Shining. She yeah. has kind of a blue shirt with the brown, like, Overalls. leather over. It's not a dress, but it's pants. But I, I don't know. It's just 
I, I, I couldn't help but think it looked really similar. Um, but she reaches for what I think is a hacksaw. Oh, I thought it? it was a trap. Oh, that's right. You're right. It's a trap. Because is there like she, another bear trap? Oh, this is so good. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. And she reaches over and she slams this fucking thing onto his mouth. It goes yeah, like around like his. clamps his mouth. Holy fuck. She and, muzzles him basically with this trap. And, and it's. Huh. And then hits him in the head with something else, like uh, something. Yeah. And then goes to get her daughter, and we never see what she sees. She, we see her open the door, and she, we see her snap. Pretty, like we just yes. see her snap. It's such a good performance. She's like screaming. We just can see. You almost see like the light just fade away behind her eyes. Because she, she knows her husband's dead, and now she's looking at presumably her dead daughter yeah she's got nothing no she's got nothing to live for nothing to lose and it is time for one of the craziest endings i've ever seen yeah, holy fuck. fuck yeah it's amazing <laughs> she uh puts on his walkman and listens to um what i don't know what what song is playing but it's oh, a yeah, pretty great needle <laughs> drop um i love this and at first i was like oh man what are we gonna play but it's really it's a good music choice this yeah, could have gone obvious or like nothing super it almost well sounds known. like th- it's like thievery corporation mixed with nine inch nails <laughs> i can't think of a better like i i don't know i want to look up what it was but yeah it could go either i you could play something really stupid there and that's not it just ruins the ending but this music is so good mm-hmm. um so she it, i also thought of reservoir dogs he oh for sure <laughs> which isn't she does we see her cutting around his ear a little bit so i'm like is this a, oh maybe maybe a little bit of a good question for bit the of director, a reference especially with your already question you have for him at the end there yeah did the you see he shot. tweeted back oh no yeah he tweeted back at me um so i'll get to that in a second but okay so she uh because uh earlier we we kind of skated over this but the the daughter who has been she she watches devon sawa like skin animals and stuff the daughter's never done it herself actually she's like you know, or no, she's done it herself. She hasn't, but she teaches the mom how, how she to, talks her through it with that baby deer so that they can eat. Yeah. So like, you know, teach me how to, to skin this animal so we can eat it. Um, so the mom has learned to skin animals and she hangs this dude up and gets right to fucking work. Oh, man. Um, Slits him down, down his torso. And then, yeah, she like trims. She cuts around his ear and I'm thinking the ears coming off. But instead... She pulls his whole fucking face off. She fucking pulls his face you off, see it? dude. And it's so crazy. And we both screamed. And she's just flaying this dude alive. And not even listening to his screams because the music. The music. And she, yeah, I think before she rips his face off, too, she like screams in his face. Yeah. And you don't hear anything because it's just her like silently screaming. And that's when I think she rips his fucking face off. It yeah. is incredible like you, it is you watch the face getting torn off and then when the cops get there you see him faceless yes, and it's terrifying it is such good fucking makeup or whatever the fuck this thing i don't even i'm like is there a person or is it a <laughs> robot i don't know yeah but yeah you see his eyeball is kind of spinning around in there his yeah, other like eyes one, the other one has a lid but the other, the other one, one doesn't, doesn't. Yeah. oh, it's, oh, so, oh fuck. it's so fucking good it's so gross um, dude but yeah, she kind of, she like shambles over to where they, it's, I'm guessing it's where like they tan animals. It's like another kind of little shed and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And 
Um, yeah, the, the cops at that point show up and she's, she's got his face in her hand. Yeah, she's holding his face. It's like a mask, basically, of his face. And this is what I was asking. I asked the director about on Twitter and I got a response, which I was very excited about. The last shot of this movie, we have her. She's in she has an apron on at this point. She because um, she gets all like the dressing apron or whatever. Yeah, she it's had, like a butcher's it's apron. A, yeah. She has the butcher's apron on. Um, covered in blood. She's covered like coated in blood. Her hair's all matted. She's holding this fucking skin mask of this guy. And she the last shot of her is sitting down on the steps of her house. And it's like all I could think of was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was the same vibe of like this like this woman has totally like she snapped like there's no going back like the last shot in texas chainsaw of sally she's laughing and basically you know she's scream laughing in the back of this truck as she escapes and this is like she's not making she's sitting there silently but it still is the same like yeah it's over but at what cost like Mm. all right i'm i guess i'm safe now but you know, yeah, there's no coming back from that. And I just and so I, I asked the um, I asked Sean Linden on Twitter if that was an homage. And cause I thought it was kind of a cool you have her looking like Sally, the emotions of Sally. But she's dressed like Leatherface. She's holding, a, I think, very purposely a face. It's mm-hmm. a, a skinned face. And um, Sean tweeted back and says, when the final girl is also Leatherface, there's no reason to run. <laughs> so I think that's uh, is a pretty good answer to that nice. question I had. Yeah. Also, Wikipedia says that cop did die. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, he seemed uh, pretty pretty pale. Yeah, he was like. Um, it just sucks because he was like, "Tell my wife I love her," and Lucy was like, "You're gonna tell her yourself. I'm gonna go get help." And then they come back, and I guess he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> like, guess you're not gonna tell her yourself. I guess I'll do that. I'll tell your wife that the lunch she makes you smells like shit. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that. Just coworker. Uh, she's ragging on him the whole movie for that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Man. I I really enjoyed this a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that it was such a. This also is a good example of a a cathartic ending that um, when when people say who who enjoy the the rape revenge genre, which I don't, mm-hmm. but there's people who do, and that's that's totally you know if that if you're into that, that's totally fine. It's a very big horse of genre with mm-hmm. stuff that I appreciate is good. I just don't like watching it. Uh, but this this has a cathartic ending that I feel is the same kind of almost like when I think of Last House on the left, the end of that is such an over the top punishment of the the people who have committed the yeah like horrific acts we've seen throughout the movie, and you're like you're you're halfway like yes fuck yeah this is awesome and halfway like ooh like is this too yeah am I, am I twisted for enjoy it's a complicated feeling but it also feels good and it's a like, weird and it's also like you're concerned for the person getting the revenge and their right emotional well being exactly well-being. and like mm-hmm. where does that even lead us like what's yeah. Like what? What you know? Closure does that even give someone? Um, 
So this this had a similar type feel for me in terms of the mood. So if you if the if the concept of the catharsis of a rape revenge sounds appealing, which I I think is the appealing part of those, mm-hmm. but you don't want to watch the rape revenge movie leading up to it. I think this is a very good, uh, a uh, good alternative yeah. for that kind of feeling of like fuck yeah, especially yeah. since you know again the the I think some of the appeal of a rape revenge is it's a woman getting revenge, it's a woman um, getting really gruesome revenge usually, and that feels good to watch. And this felt good to watch. And the, I mean, the guy in here is like a, a sexual. There's yes. a sexual element to his crimes. You just never see it. You just don't on see screen. it. Yes, you see he he. A, the worst thing you see is him. He ripping attempts and, to rape her, and, and it's, it's not. He only rape. Uh, sorry, he only rips the overall. Yeah, there's no nudity like, in yeah. it or anything. There's I nudity. Mean the dead bodies the, there's, are some, nude, <laughs> there's some. There's some new dead bodies. Dead but <laughs> anyway, so I I think that's a um, something I a thought I had. To, I was like, okay, I like getting to kind of experience that like final act to like you know pay off without having to sit through the genre I don't love. There you go. So Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Yeah. We highly rent- recommend. It's very good. Yeah, we rented it on Amazon. I'm sure it's uh, elsewhere. Yeah. Um, something I thought was interesting, maybe I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure. So this has like a 90-something on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. but I think... In terms of like audience reviews, it's like fifty something. Oh, wow. I love when there's a gap. Either way, I love when there's a gap between critical reviews and audience reviews. If something has good good audience reviews and bad critical reviews, okay, great. I'm very curious. And same with the other way around. So this is one of those. And uh, I guess if you go into it expecting more of an action packed horror movie or no, like straight this horror, is not what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, you might be. It's a it's a but. slow burn, but again, it's a slow burn to a, a powder keg, and payoff is worth it. Yeah. So let us know if you watch it what you think. Yeah. Um, next, I have, I have a fun idea for next week, actually. Um, I won't say too much in case I can't figure out a good way to make it work, but uh, all I'll say is put on your detective hats. We're oh, going to solve yeah. some mysteries. I pitched <laughs> this to you last night. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. We're going to solve some some murder mysteries together. <laughs> it'll be It'll be fun. Uh, and in the meantime, you can follow Dead Meat on social media at Dead Meat James on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Carebex, C-A-R-E-B-E-C-C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, DeadMeatStore.com. Yeah, you can email DeadMeatPod at gmail.com with suggestions and feedback. And as far as uh, the other releases on the channel go, Zombieland 2 Kill Count will be out on the 15th. Before then, I don't know, maybe I'll do a Q&A or whatever. We're gonna, I'm going to slow down like I did last year. Uh, on the kill counts, just give myself some breathing room. You know what I was thinking? This is the time of year when I ingest media so that I can make all those fun references. Sure, that everyone yeah. I, I just watched all of you. And so now I can make some references. Did you finish it? You. No, I, oh, I still okay. have to finish season two. But it's the type of thing where I, this is my, uh, yeah, ingesting period. I'm before. so glad you finally watched that. Yeah, I'm, I'm there's such, so much else I'm I want to watch. I'm such a fan of that series. I don't know why I started with you, but it's it's... Uh, exceedingly easy to watch, so it's, I'm glad I did. It's so fun. Yeah. yeah. But uh, until next week, I'm James. I'm Chelsea. And this has been the Dead Meat Podcast. Bye.